This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories and watch it. My God. <laughs> You're so vicious, so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hoe. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh, it is Sunday. By the time we're hearing this, I would I would have uh, leveled up a year in age, so that's cute. Uh, but it's an age that no one gives a shit about. You know, no one cares about thirty-seven. No, nobody throws parties <laughs> for thirty-seven. It's like, great, great, you're you're thirty-seven. Go to work. Who gives a shit? So, yeah, but but that is fun. But on a lighter note. An even lighter note than my birthday. It's uh, it's Forbidden Door Day. So happy Forbidden Door Day to you. I, uh, wow. Top to bottom. Before we uh, before we hit record, we were just talking how top to bottom this card is stacked. Yeah, this card is insane. It's I, I as it's gotten closer and closer, I've gotten more and more excited. Like the last three days, I've just been like buzzing nonstop because like. You know, they announced a couple weeks ago that Brian Danielson is wrestling Okada, but like Brian Danielson is wrestling Okada. Yeah. So like that is happening today. My goodness, <laughs> and we can't just gloss over that. That's something that like if you're a, a smart wrestling fan, you know, let's just say a smart wrestling fan, because you know it's not very reachable to the casual fan. But this is just nerd fandom if you love professional wrestling this is one of those matches that just seems so out of reach and we're fucking getting it today it's gonna be i'm gonna be glued to my television i cannot wait for this match and you know with with all that 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 show could just rest on that match alone but we're also gonna get a sequel to osprey and omega and that's just gonna be ridiculous uh not to mention all the other matches that they have booked and i can run through them all if we, if you want to but you know, just the 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 thought of MJF and Tanahashi as well is there's, there's going to be magic tonight, and the fact that it's in Canada, uh, the crowd yeah. the crowd's going to be there for it today. Yeah, I mean, Punk and Kojima. Uh, I mean, uh, this card is insane. Sting and Darby Allen. Like, I'm dude. This card. Talk, I'm even excited for the fucking elite match. Like that's how good this card is. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Kingston teaming up with the elite is kind of fun just in and of itself. Like I love, oh, I'm so, so excited for this card. I cannot wait. I, I just, I've been buzzing for the last couple days. Like I, it's hard. I haven't been this excited, like just in a fan way about wrestling in a very long time. Like I was really excited to go to WrestleMania just because it was 30 years of fandom like paying off one day and and it was added in by the at the added bonus that my tickets happened because my sister works for the company and was able to give me and my brother tickets like so that was a cool thing in and of itself but this is just like as a fan like just I, right now i'm marking out so hard like yeah. we've talked to, like I, we, we were having a text conversation earlier i was like we need to stop talking about this now and just press record and then we can mark out on the air for the fans to hear that uh we are in fact wrestling fans too like we do like this stuff and sometimes we get so excited that we just you know go full mark and and we're, we stop analyzing and i feel like today is going to be one of those times where I get to lose myself in a wrestling show and I'm not, you know, analyzing. I don't have my analytical brain on. I'm just going to be able to sit back and watch two masters of their craft in the ring and just enjoy it. And, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, and if I can poke holes, because, you know, if we, we can't have a wrestling podcast without poking a little holes, Cole. But, uh, you know, Okada is Okada. He, he's he's on a pedestal. He should be regarded as one of the greatest to ever do it. Right. Why the fuck is he coming out in street clothes? <laughs> this guy is the rainmaker. He is like a god when he comes out in New, in New Japan. Like, you know, come out in a suit. Just, you know, like live up to right, the right. live up maker, to yeah. 
All I ask is that you just live up to this dude's mystique a little bit. Don't have him come out dressing like me. You know, right? <laughs> you and, know, and you know that that's a, a minor, you know, a minor, uh, very you know, minor. You know, like I, I, I said it when we had Scott Lost on because he didn't know who Okada was, and I basically explained to him that Okada is this generation's Bret Hart, where that ever all of his offense, nothing he does, like stands out as spectacular or over the top. He's not winning you over with athleticism and, and suicide dives and all that crazy shit. He just goes out there consistently night after night after night and has the best wrestling match that his opponent has ever had in their career. Like every time out and you sit there and go like, what did Okada do? I don't know, but he had the best freaking match. And that was that guy's best match I've ever seen. He's amazing. And then Brian Danielson is like Shawn Michaels in his second act when he was there and his head was on straight and he was clean and he was, he was trying to help kids like this could be an all time great match today. And it's like, we're getting an, another Brett versus Sean where the two best wrestlers on the planet exist in the same time and space on the same roster somehow. And we get to see this just moment of, of just two magicians at work. I'm so excited. For this. Yeah. And you nailed it on the head with Okada. Cause my argument with Bret Hart I, that I tell everybody who says he's boring. I'm like, look, I would rather have someone do the basics perfectly yeah. than someone do a complicated tumbling routine, you know, right. that, and that's why Bret Hart called himself the excellence of execution because he did every standard wrestling thing with, Excellent execution. Everything looked like it meant something down to the very him taking a turnbuckle is probably like a, it's like legendary status at this point. If right. you're like, and, if you've and ever... it's, and it's not something that's super flashy, flashy, but when you do it better than every single person who's ever done it, like, how do you argue with it? Exactly. And like, you know, and what you said about Brian Danielson, I like I like to call Brian Danielson. He's like the performer Shawn Michaels is, but with all of Bret Hart's tools. Right, and right. That, he's like the perfect yeah. professional wrestler. It's insane. Exactly. Like if you were going to create yourself in a wrestling game and you were going to give yourself all the spam moves, it's pretty much all of Brian Danielson's moves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm very excited for this. Uh, should we ask our guests how he feels about this paper? Well, I was going to transition because, you know, we like, you know, what we were talking about it. We were going in our own markdom. And, you know, before we hit record, you know, he's he he even admitted that he was has some catching up to do. So I was kind of using our banter as like yeah. his catch up. So <laughs> without further ado, our guest today, who is host, who is hosting, who is going to be judging our draft today? And we'll get there. Wade Needham from ringscoops.com. Sir, how are you, my friend? Do you have any ideas? Do you have any excitement for this forbidden door? Are you going to watch it now that we've sold you on it? Uh, well, first off, uh, thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Always fun to be on here with you guys. Um, second, uh, the pay-per-view. Uh, you know what? I don't know if I'm completely sold on it yet. Um, they, there's a lot of unfamiliar names for me that are on there, uh, especially since I haven't really been watching much wrestling uh in the last few months and, and whatnot um i'd say in the last decade i've i've really transitioned from a hardcore fan to a casual fan and i think that's the first time that i've said that out loud and it sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i feel like this is the kind of pay-per-view where like because I, I i'm in the same boat i feel like at this point i'm more of a casual fan i don't even know who's on the independence right now like honestly like, you know, 20 years ago, I could tell you who all the top independent stars were. And then even 10 years ago, at least, like, I had a, a finger on the pulse, and I know who was, like, really blowing up. Right at this moment, other than our friend Gregory Iron, I couldn't tell you who's out there really working the indies right now and, and who's actually getting over and making a name for themselves. And I honestly couldn't tell you what's going on in New Japan, whereas five years ago, I you know, I was, I was all in on New Japan because it was phenomenal. Um, but I, I know who Okada is and Tanahashi and Ishii. And I mean, the, all the big new Japan names are here for this. This card is absolutely stacked top to bottom. I feel like this is kind of, this is one of those cards that, uh, even if you have been a casual fan, knowing that you were a hardcore fan at one point, you will enjoy this card and it may even revitalize your, uh, you know, 
your love for the business at the moment because it's just going to be a magical night unless literally everyone falls flat on their face. This is going to be one of the all-time great pay-per-views in the history of the business. So, Yeah, Money in the Bank has got a big, big shoes to fill depending on how this night goes. <laughs> well, and that's it. I don't, I don't think WWE, they won't even try to fill the shoes on this. They're just going to go over the top with story for that. And they've got, you know, they've got a main event with a story that's built up. Whereas this is just like, you know, this is a one-off show realistically. Like there's not, there's other than the elite storyline with the, with the, uh, the BBC, like that's, that's about the only thing that's story driven on this pay-per-view. And so coming out of this, is it's just going to like this. Once we get past this, it's going to be like it never happened. You know, <laughs> honestly, See, like, you know, <laughs> I, I hope, though, like, I know it's like a one off show. This is like one of their Saudi Arabia shows. But what do you right. guys think of the possibility of them going off the air with just some sort of hint of what could take place at Wembley in August? I, I think it's necessary. I think it's absolutely necessary. I, the dream scenario for me Maybe not going off the air because I hope to God that Danielson and Okada is closing this show, uh, and not the five, the ten man clusterfuck. But, it's going to be one of the two matches that closes right, the show. It's either it's going to be Brian and Okada or Kenny and Osprey. And I, you know what, I'm fine with either one. As much as I want Brian and Okada to close the show, you know, you, you can't go wrong with with either of those two choices put them well, on at the I, same time <laughs> I, would, I would be okay with kenny and osprey closing the show as well i was talking about the bucks and and kingston and ishii and oh the, there's the no way that's Black going on last because that's the only thing that i feel like you can use to set up for wembley unless there are going to run it back one more time for osprey and kenny omega i could see that being at wembley uh, especially with osprey being involved um but I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm not giving up until after this pay-per-view is over, until Wembley happens on Punk and FTR fucking with the Bucks in storyline. I need it to happen. I do, I know it's not going to because like they won't even have a conversation with Punk uh, if we believe the interviews and the stories in the media right now. And I think... Uh, unfortunately, that's finally. Well, no, fortunately, I think that's finally kind of turned the uh, the public opinion uh, court to Punk's side a little bit. That he's like, look, I've been trying to have a meeting and to sit down with these guys since it happened. I know I fucked up. I handled this the wrong way. I apologize. I apologize to Tony, but these guys won't even talk to me. So you just got to do business and you know it, it, it appears that one side is just is not doing business and if it were up to me if i had the pencil cole i would definitely if and if this was a possibility and this would be the only reason why i would want to put this match on last over okada and brian but if kenny beats osprey and before they close the show cm punk comes out there just for a stare down and then roll credits I will be tuning in to every AEW show from that point forward until I get some sort of follow-up on that little cock tease. So maybe even better, we have uh, – we're just fantasy booking this now at this point. Why not? <laughs> maybe even better, we got Don Calais involved. We've got a clusterfuck. Punk comes from the audience and just hits the go to sleep and leaves and then osprey wins one two three in the middle of the ring oh my mm -hmm. god would it be amazing just go off the air the bucks come down like everyone runs out it would be amazing my goodness you talk about just a swerve bro wait are you watching now or what come I on wish. we roped I you wish. in now I wish. <laughs> <laughs> all right have we talked you into it yet wade <laughs> come on come on wade I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm going to keep my uh, my thumb on it. Um, I don't know if I'll actually watch it when it happens, um, but I definitely right. will, will keep an eye That's on it. That's fair. Wait for all the, re the the amazing reviews and then go back and get it. I, I'm with you. Well, yeah. well, while you keep your thumb on that, you're going to be throwing your thumb up for one of our cards today, sir, because today is none other than the king of the ring draft. Yes, that's right. Me and Cole, we drafted eight Kings of the Ring last week, and we're going to put together our own tournaments. We're used to putting together eight match cards for the judges to judge our show, 
But today, we're going to be putting on a seven-match card in the form of a tournament. And we're going to present to you our tournament bracket for the King of the Ring, the ultimate king of kings, because we're taking all kings. It's a royal tournament, and me and Cole both made our own bracket, and we're going to solidify our own king of the ring. The judge, it's your criteria. We, we can do a best of seven. You can just judge us solely based on our matchups, our king that we went with. Uh, however you want to do it. It's up to you. I don't expect you to remember all the matches at once, but you can tell us to repeat however you want to do it. Cole, I'm excited. We talked enough. We fantasy booked, but now it's time to hate each other. <laughs> it's time to see who outbooked who. Who was your workhorse in this bracket? I can't wait to find out. I think yeah. I have a hint. <laughs> I, I think I'm officially calling this the King of Kings tournament bracket. Uh, this is our first ever draft bracket. Usually we do a bracket or we do a draft. We combined the two ideas today. I'm very excited for this. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. Ooh. Because we all, we all know that I have Bret Hart and he's probably not going out the first round. So we can just wait a little bit on that. And Ronald, I will let you present your first match of the first round of your King of Kings bracket. Okay, so we are going to go match by match. Yes. Tremendous. Okay, so my opening contest for my King of the Ring, Cole and Wade. It's an attraction match. It's going to be one of those quick ones, but it's going to send it's going to start the show off with a bang. It is The Beast. The next big thing, Brock Lesnar taking on King Mabel. And I'm going 5 straight up minutes and then <laughs> F5 go home. Whoop, there it is. Going home, Brock moving on, baby. Well, we saw how this strategy played out at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar in the opening match against a gigantic man. I love it. It's a good opening. It's a good start. It's a surprise opening, really. Uh, but I do love it. I think I have the better quality of match in my opening here. But that is strong. It'll be entertaining. It'll be exciting. But I don't know. If it's going to beat, oh, you have to. Oh, you gave us your winner with the F5, Brock moving on to the next round. So, no surprises there. I've got, I'm going with the classic opening 15 minute, you know, 14 minute, 37 second Bret Hart versus the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, we're going to get a just a classic match here. Great opening show, set the things on the right path. I've got Bret Hart going over with the sharpshooter, establishing it as the big finish uh, that, you know, his big finish, but he's not going to break his hand this King of the Ring tournament and have to find uh, ways to win over clean with his finish, taps out Teddy Biasi middle of the ring. Wow. That is great. That is classic. That is like, it's like right where like the golden era meets the new generation. And it's, yeah. How can you go wrong? That could be a finals match correct so now we go to wade to weigh in do you want us to keep going or what are your thoughts on this matchup who has the edge on this one yeah easily um it's for me it's uh it, i'm going with cole on this one and man you guys are digging deep into the king of the ring i thought you guys were just going to talk about the pay-per-view winners but wow okay yes. oh yes yes Yes, Ted DiBiase, the 1988 King of the Ring. Absolutely. Uh, if we just dug into the pay-per-views, we wouldn't have had enough people. So we had to go all the way back to, you know, King Haku as an option. And we're throwing Jerry Lawler in there, you know, because he was the <laughs> official king of wrestling for about, I don't know, 50 years now. So he's he's allowed. <laughs> yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have to book Xavier Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wow. and bad news, Barrett. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to bring me to my next match in the first round, guys. Uh, this is a match I didn't know I needed until I saw these two people on paper. But I'm going to go with the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's a, that's a fantastic match. Again, I'm right there with you. That's one of the favorite things about this fantasy booking we do is we find little hidden gem dream matches we didn't know that we needed, and I'm intrigued. I would absolutely love that match. I think both of those guys are underrated salesmen in the ring. I think I don't think Shamrock gets enough credit for his uh, salesmanship. I think that would be 
a fantastic matchup. But I feel pretty good about mine because I think I definitely have a leg up in the promos leading up to this. And uh, this is going to be a little more of a fun match. But both of these guys are great in-ring performers. Jerry the King Lawler taking on King Booker. Booker T. Booker T and the King in the opening round. And I've got the surprise King Booker moving on in this match over Jerry the King Lawler. I'm not surprised about that at all. He's the King of Texas. Oh, did you give (laughs) us? Winner for Nakamura and Shamrock. Oh, yes. I got Nakamura moving on. He rolls out of the ankle lock, hits him with the Kinshasa. We go home with Nakamura standing tall, baby. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that you were not going to have Shamrock go over, though, because can you imagine the Kinshasa being reversed into the, the ankle lock the other way around and uh, tapped out? Yeah. But, uh, no, very good matches. Uh, I do agree um, that Shamrock grossly underrated like, geez, I, I can't wait for that man to go in the Hall of Fame because he deserves it. Um, I would, I, I think I'd get excited for that match more. So I'm going to go with uh, Ron. Well, if you like Ken Shamrock, ladies and gentlemen, you can go back in our archives here recently. Uh, we just did a Take It Up With Creative episode featuring Ken Shamrock, uh, you know, staying in 2000 instead of returning to the MMA world. So, uh, you know, if you're interested, you can go see what would have happened with Ken Shamrock with uh, Chris Jericho and the Radicals and Kurt Angle coming into the fold. He ran over Stone Cold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, my next matchup, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be right in the feels for me and Cole. I needed this match as soon as I said it out loud, but I got Owen Hart versus William Regal. Oh, God damn it. That's so good. And I, who, and, and it, it's fun too that both of our brackets lined up where we had the absolute heater match in the first round lined up together because I'm countering Owen and Regal, which is absolutely a dream match to me. I feel like this happened. They made a baby and out came um, Pete Dunn. Yeah. And, and so. <laughs> I think that's what ha- Pete Dunn's what happened when you put these two guys in a room together. And so I've, I love this match, but I've got the Macho King Randy Savage taking on one Kurt Angle, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Savage Steamboat, hold by beer. We've got Savage and Kurt freaking Angle, ladies and gentlemen. My goodness. In the opening round with Savage. <laughs> Going Can you over. imagine oh, with Savage going over too ballsy? Yeah. You know, I can't. I, there's no wrong answer with that. But well, can you imagine it, the promos? Mostly, it, yes, the promos will be great, but it, it, it's mostly because it, it gives me a better matchup in the second round. So, like, so sometimes with a bracket, you have to look forward. And as much as I'd love to end this tournament with Angle versus Bret Hart, I just the intriguing matchups in the middle didn't quite line up for me. And uh, so I've got uh, Savage over Kurt Angle, but the promos in this match would just be absolutely insane. Yeah, and Kurt can use uh, Sherry again for, in, in the angle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think you just won for me. Yeah, absolutely, because he used Sherry for the Shawn Michaels feud. Use Sherry again for the Macho Man feud. <laughs> well, and to go back to my match, I definitely have Owen Hart moving on from Mr. Uh, Regal. I have to have Owen Hart move on. Wow. Um, they, geez, these matches get tougher and tougher. Uh, it, it, Ron, I gotta say, I gotta say, man, before Cole mentioned his match, I immediately had you as the winner, but then Cole came out with a zinger. Um, Jesus Christ! Can we just can we get the DeLorean built already so we go back in time and put these together? Like, only if Macho Man he, he shouldn't be driving the DeLorean though. Oh, oh no. come on, bro! <laughs> ah, you're breaking my heart. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, yeah, this is a tough one, man. Uh, but you know what? I I think that the, the the purest fan in me has to kick in on this one. And I'm going to have to go with Ron's match. Oh, wow. Surprising, but I love it. I honestly, if I, if I only had these two matches and it's me, my personal taste, I would watch Owen and Regal as well. Regal's one of my favorite five wrestlers of all time. So 
I'm not mad at it. And Ron, Ron likes to give me shit because, uh, because in a way, I've said that Kurt Angle is overrated. <laughs> There's a lot more backstory to it and explanation, but we just go with the headline. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Ronald, surprising two to one lead. I cannot believe it. Yeah, because I picked Cole's match and I'm going against him. <laughs> but closing out my first round, you know, it's a match that you can't go wrong with. It's a money drawer, but like, you know, it's it is what it is. It's going to turn heads. And this has happened millions of times, but in the first round of a King of the Ring tournament, this should be fun. I'm going with Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on Triple H. And your winner? Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Okay, very good. Yes, a match we've seen uh, several times. Not a, not necessarily a dream match because we got it. Yeah. But we know it's going to be good. It's going to be solid. Uh, I, I like that we both went with like our, you know, our our brackets are lining up here a little bit, you know, uh, because I've got the match that I'm least excited about in my first round in my whole tournament really is this one. Um, but I think this will be great. I think it'd be a great story. I think it'd be good. I think this is the kind of match that could really elevate edge to another level as he's taken on King Harley race. Uh, and, and so it's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be great, but I got Harley race moving on to the next round, uh, beating out edge, just outclassing him a little bit bit and, and using his veteran tactics uh, to beat the younger and more exciting Edgeward and moving on to the second round. Yeah, we've we've seen Triple H and Austin more times than we probably should have. Uh, I have to go with Cole on this one just because of the creativity of just putting guys like Edge and Harley race together like that. Like you meant, you said it earlier, like you're putting together matches that we didn't know that we needed. And that's a match that I would love to see. And this is great because the King of the Ring, it's all drenched in history. So, like, you know, usually when we do drafts, you know, we kind of do time periods. This time, all the time periods are mingling, and we get to actually have dream matches that actually can happen. Yeah. Now, let me clarify real quick, uh, or have you guys clarify. Are these wrestlers that you guys chosen to go against each other, are they the versions of them when they became King of the Ring versus the version... That they became King of the Ring, or are they peak versus peak? I mean, we always kind of think uh, when we're doing when we're doing stuff. Sometimes depends on how dirty we want to play. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of times, like if we do an era draft and Ronald picks Scott Hall from like two thousand, like I'll I'll use it to my advantage. Exactly. First, <laughs> Ronald do that. She was like, yeah, but it's this year that guy, and that was the shits. But even then. Harley Race obviously wasn't at his peak when he was King Harley Race, but storytelling-wise, you go watch the match he had with Hogan on on main event. Uh, I mean, he was still great. He's one of the all-time great workers. So, yeah, Edge was young. That's why I'm using Edge as a younger guy when he won the King of the Ring, not current-day Edge, where I feel like Edge is actually at his his prime peak performer right now. Um yeah. But uh, that's that's why I think it's an intriguing matchup. You got the veteran Har King Harley Race versus the young up and coming Edge. I think that adds to the story. So yeah, that's where I'm at with that match. Yeah, perfect okay. example. I am on record very much on this show as despising the King of the Ring run of Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, but I did use him on this tournament because I needed <laughs> I needed him for 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 this uh, because uh, because. I'm just going to use this as a transition into my second round match, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Moving on is Shinsuke Nakamura, and he's taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ooh. I like that more than Knock and Brock, so I I'm with you on this. Ooh, Knock and Brock. That's almost a good headline. Yeah, but I, and I also got, I like the other matchup better, too, because of this. So I, I, I'm, I, that's great. I love it. See, I was worried because this might be a styles clash. Like, it could be really good or really bad. Right, but I, I think the salesmanship on both guys and everything, I think it makes it interesting. Uh, if you go watch some Stunning Steve in New Japan matches, uh, I have no doubt this would be incredible. Like, I feel like you just go to, like, the, the Benoit Jericho uh, Austin matches, I, I think that it works. Knocking Austin would be amazing. I think it'd be wonderful. You know, assuming Austin shows up and he's he, King of the Ring, Austin is still trying to get over 
And so yeah, <laughs> I think it would be a great match. Uh, but that leads me to my uh, first match in the in, of, of the second round. Brett, the Hitman Hart versus King Booker T. Uh, I absolutely love this match. They did have this in WCW. It was incredible. So I, I think a little bit more seasoned uh, Booker T and uh, a little more prime Bret Hart, this match would be absolutely phenomenal. And I've got Bret Hart going on to the finals. Oh, of course. And I would imagine a spin Rooney counter into a sharpshooter. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, just goes for it. Goes for the spin Rooney, just at peak legs elevation, just caught in the sharpshooter. Yeah, Brett's doing one of his playing possum gimmicks that he would do, pull out from time to time. Yes. A, you know, a small package, but this time he turns it all. Oh, I fucking love it, bro. I'm here for it. Oh, please. We can book that today. Yeah, that would be a great finish. Oh, is Austin beating Nakamura or? Oh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where Nakamura gets off the train. You know, he's he's a... king, the King Nakamura. Yeah. King Nakamura's got to go. I'm imagining Nakamura doing like that pose he does on the ropes, and like, as he's like bent backwards, Austin gets up. Nakamura stands back up, boot to the gut, stunner. No, I I see. I I'm doing a face off where he where he does the big build up and goes. Come on! <laughs> and then, like, and like Stone Cold, he like does the build up, but then he just flips him off. <laughs> like he's gonna, t- like he's gonna tell him to come on, but he just fakes him. I just flips him off, and that's when they go after it. Okay, interesting matches. Interesting matches. Uh, side note, real quick: uh, Knock and Brock sounds like a good buddy cop movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think Nakamura and Austin is such a juxtaposition. That is, I can't even imagine a wilder matchup between those two. Um, well, okay, what was the the other match again? It was uh, Austin Brett, and Booker, right? Uh, Bret Hart and Booker T. Um, it, for me, yeah, and Brett, Austin yeah. and Nakamura. Oh man, Bret and Booker. I, I am a huge mark for Booker T. I, I think that. As as much as he gets his accolades and he gets his, his colors and everything, I, I think that he's still underrated by a lot of wrestling fans. Um two time Hall of Famer. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I I had the uh the privilege to actually uh talk to Booker uh two months ago in an interview over on PW Mania and uh had a great time talking with him and off the record had a good conversation too. He's a great guy. Um God, I whew. This is a tough one, man. It really is. But I think I'm going to go with Austin and Nakamura. Beautiful. All right. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. We still got two matches to uh, even things out. And I and I feel like at this point, looking forward, I feel like I know what your finals is. And so it's going to be a tough row to hoe for me. But I'm going to go ahead and go first on this one, Ronald, so you could save. Because I want you to get in depth on your matchup because it, it – I really love it, but I've got an all-time classic Macho King Randy Savage taking on King Harley Race. They're going to, this is another one that's, we've got the 30-minute time limit in the second round. They're going like 29 minutes. So, like, they're going to be right up against it. I love this match. This is two master psychologists at their absolute best, and I've just got Harley edging out. Uh, Randy Savage and getting over on him uh, with some kind of reversal and a pinfall. So it's not a straight up beating, but he gets it done in the end. And I've got Harley Race moving on to the finals. Hey, Randy, what's your move? The elbow drop? I'll move. (laughs) (laughs) What's your finish, kid? Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. That is awesome. And that is a classic. That would be a, a, again, we're booking all finals matches in every round. Like, I yes. feel like, I feel like, and this is this match right here, uh, closing out my second round was something, you know, I, I say, we say this often. It was a match. We didn't know we needed until we saw the names together, but like something about this just screams what could have been, especially if like, I know we're, I know like, you know, Brock in 2002 is when he won King of the Ring, but I'm trying to picture Brock's salesmanship now. Yes. I'll give you that one because that's what makes this match for me. Exactly. And so 
I would love to see what the psychology mastermind of today can put together with the psychology mastermind of yesteryear with Brock Lesnar taking on the rocket Owen Hart. Oh, I fucking love it so much. Mm, And sadly, and sadly, it's a triumphant fight and the story is well told. But Brock, even Brock Lesnar is going to squeak by on Owen Hart. And I think Owen Hart got more over not going over than ever before. I think this would be this would be Owen Hart's re-coming out party if this match yeah. actually took place. Good God. Um You guys have made both of these tournaments tougher than an immigrant sitting at the DMV waiting. Um <laughs> for his wow. license or for work? Uh just just to hear his just, name being called. Yeah. Okay. Just being there. Yeah. Um trying to figure out the process. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Uh, going to a government building. Right. Yeah. That's that's confusing for us, let alone somebody that doesn't speak English. Um Jesus Christ. Uh oh man. Uh you know what? Okay. I think I would have went with Ron if Owen would have went over. Oh. Um, I love the idea of Harley Race going on. Because uh, a lot of t- today's fans probably don't know Harley Race. So if this were, you know, like if we had the Bill and Ted thing going on and we went back in time, we got all these guys together and then we put this on, right? People would appreciate Harley Race if they saw him in the ring right now. It would yeah. be amazing. And I think people could be excited after that match, how you guys are excited for Brian and Okada. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Cole. Beautiful. And Wade is so good at this because he's got a three to three tie going into the finals and then, you know, whatever other thing. Uh, And and Ron, do you want to go first? You want me to continue to go first so you can sell the dream match that we all wanted and never got. <laughs> oh man. And you know, it could be, it could still be a possibility. You never know. There are people that That's these, true. these two true. can, these two can still go, but you know what? It's a dream match that we've talked about at nauseum. Uh, the wrestling world has talked about the possibility of this match, uh, but I'll just go first. Cause I'm just going to, it won't take long to sell it because just the headline speaks for itself. But the King of Kings tournament is going to be headlined on my side of the coin by the match that we never got because it was a throwaway match to Austin. Uh, but you know what? I think I wrote, I think I righted that wrong in his eyes because you got one side of a tournament and the other side of a tournament meeting in the finals. And if that isn't a money match to Austin and not a good enough storyline storyline to sink his teeth into, then I don't know what is, but my finals is the next big thing. Brock Lesnar versus stone cold, Steve Austin. And I got, Austin going over due to a betrayal by Paul Heyman. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> An alliance dangerous once again. Oh, wow. dangerous alliance reuniting. I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, I brought in Austin. See, the, here's the thing. The King of the Ring pay-per-view in and of itself hasn't always necessarily been the biggest draw. Uh, it, it, it's not the easiest thing to sell a tournament. But when you're selling a tournament, where on one side of the bracket you've got Austin and the other side of the bracket you got Brock Lesnar. And if everything goes right, your finals is like an all-time dream match. Like that pay-per-view is doing huge numbers. Everyone's thinking you're going to do the right thing. And you did, in fact, do the right thing here. I love it. It's great. Um, So my and my card is more so on the line of this is going to be one of the greatest wrestling tournaments of all time because I've got eight just tremendous workers and it comes down to two of the best to ever do it bell to bell. Brett the Hitman Hart taking on King Harley Race. I've got this match going over 30 minutes like giving us everything uh, you know, technical wrestling. I've, I've even got this breaking down into a little bit of a brawl because it's one of the things that's underrated about Brett Hart when he, things did deteriorate into a bit of a brawl, he was so good with his punches and his strikes. And, 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 and 
it's one of the qualities that's really truly underappreciated about Brett. But Harley Race was, you know, a hard hitting guy. I think these guys going to the floor and fighting. Maybe we've even got some furniture involved with it. Maybe not a, you know, we're not going to take a table bump with Harley and Brett, but maybe some, you know, getting slammed around on the announce table. Maybe we've got some chair action. Like this is one of those things I think that these guys could tell the story on all levels, anywhere in the arena. But I'm also going with the surprise winner of King Harley Race Ooh. winning the King of Kings tournament over our favorite guy of all time, Brett the Hitman Hart, with just, you know, just outsmarting everyone. I think the story I'm telling on this night is that Harley Race is the most, you know, he's the most veteran, he's the most experienced. You know, he was the NWA champion for a couple years. He's got all the tricks in his bag. And I'm working up for a big return match on the next show. But this night is Harley Races. I like a heel king as opposed to a baby face when it's all said and done. So my king of kings, Harley Race. Wow. And we both went off the air with some heat, brother. Uh, I love it. You know, and you had your cake and eat it, and you ate it too. You had, you got your three Bret Hart matches, but you didn't necessarily make him your king. So swerve, bro. I like that. Absolutely. And now we go to the judge. All right. So this is like this is a, a purist match versus like the ultimate Attitude Era match right here, and it sucks because I I love both. <laughs> I really do. Um. And, oh, Jesus. Uh, huh. Okay. I, I'm going to have to go, and this is like, he, he wins by a hair. Okay, this is so close. It's so neck and neck. Well, we're definitely not talking about Austin then. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, no, but, uh, or, or Brock in some cases, right? Oh, he's got lots um, of hair. Yeah, well, yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm gonna have to go with the same reasoning as I went in a prior match with with this person, but I'm gonna have to give the edge to Cole. Um, I think Harley Race is a very underappreciated worker by today's audience, and if we were to put this together today, I think he would just he would blow up big time uh, with, with today's audience. It would be like one of those, where's this guy always been kind of situations, you know? So, and uh, it's fresh. It's something new that I would, you know, everybody's expecting the guy like, like Brett or Brock or Austin to win something like this. So you get Harley racing. There's a wild card, just it's headlines. Yeah. And it's something fresh. And it's funny because it's irony because it's fresh, but it's also very old school. Yes. Right. Yeah, we're talking about the 1981 world champion. Yeah. <laughs> and calling it fresh. So I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, that's I'll, that's yeah, the state of, of today's yeah. business, right? Is yeah. something like that would be fresh today. Absolutely. I, and and you know, a lot of times we are uh, you know, prisoners of the moment and recency bias comes in. We've had that a couple times in our last few brackets where I think we proclaimed Walter as the greatest Inter Gunther as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And he's still having the reign currently. So it's a little silly, but at the same time, what he's doing is stands out so much in this era where I, I just, I think you're right. A Harley race would be so unique and interesting in this current era of professional wrestling. If anyone did what he did and was just like a rough, gruff and tumble badass, it would, I, I think it would steal the show. So I, I, I love your assessment there. But now we need you to pick an official winner. It is four to three in my favor, and you did go with Harley Race. So I feel like the cards are in my favor. But on this show, the judges get to do whatever the fuck they want. So, Wade, we need you to proclaim an official winner of the King of the Ring draft bracket. All right. Well, with having having said that, if the judges get to do what they want, then uh, I'm, I'm coming out here playing. I'm going to have an official impromptu main event uh oh we're gonna have stone cold steve austin versus harley race to figure out who the king of kings really is that's gonna be a lot of beer it is <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of beer <laughs> yep yep it's gonna be sponsored by apa hey harley what's your finish <laughs> i'll move 
<laughs> you piece of trash. Imagine Harley Race goes for the uh, top rope uh, head uh, butt and Austin just pops up and studs him in midair. <laughs> oh, my gosh, with a beer in hand and everything. Stun her out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, how would you like us to decide that then, Wade? I think you're the only one who could decide who would win the match, the, the, the final finals of the King of Kings, and determine the winner of this bracket. So Harley Race, Steve Austin, who you got, Wade? I, I'm, I'm going with Harley Race. Sweet. Yep. Yay! Well, just like just like you mentioned, Wade, you said uh, you know that that match it won by a hair, and Cole won this draft by a hair, like at the yes. very last second, and it was fun. It's and it's one of these drafts that we're never going to get to do again because of how tight the leash is on the yeah. roster we can pick. But uh, it was a fun time. It was uh, we we thought outside the box. We fused two of our favorite things to do, Cole, into one <laughs> yes. draft. Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, favorite things to do, you know, I should get the audience at home in store for what we got planned next week. And that is, we're going back to a top 10. Top 10, and we're going to be celebrating 4th of July a little late because we're going to be talking about the top 10 Patriots in professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, the red, the white, the blue, the old glory, the American flag. Oh, are, are we going to talk 24-inch pythons or hard times, baby? Uh, are we going to talk about three eyes or maybe uh, some, I don't know, Del Wilkes? How about Del Wilkes has to be talked about at some point in this episode, right? Cole, we're talking top 10 Patriots. Are you excited for that? Absolutely. Uh, I, I love top 10 lists. And, you know, it's, it's funny because uh, – it's one of those it, the patriotic gimmick is one of the things of the past like it's not coming back i don't i don't think it's ever going to work again unless uh you know there's some kind of like uh right wing nut job who starts a wrestling promotion that just only panders to the you know the right wing agenda which i think would be interesting and fun to see. but uh yeah i i think a patriotic gimmick is a thing of the past so i'm excited to dig really much into nostalgia which is uh our our kind of uh our, our home base there it's our comfort zone we love nostalgia so yeah absolutely looking forward to next week's top 10 list man right wing uh heel would be great you know uh who could pull well, that off if it was a right wing promotion the right wing guy would be the baby face and we'd make some like it would be like a left wing snowflake gimmick that would be the heel in that promotion. <laughs> See, like, yes, Brian Danielson was like on his way to do that in WWE right, with with right. the whole the hemp belt and all that stuff and the vegan <laughs> stuff. But uh, man, you got to get someone that is just like Teflon to do this though, because if it's just a new person that's 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 like doing a drain the swamp gimmick, uh, yeah, yeah. that they're they're dead in the water. But like, who would be good? Like, oh, you know, what we should do we should get Edge to do it. <laughs> yes. Edge needs to come out and just be sick. Canadian, like, the Canadian pro American. He teams up. Oh, and he's like and he's like anti pride. He teams up with CM Punk. They'll be straight edge. Oh my God. Well, he's... you know who would be he would actually be really good for this gimmick, Chris Jericho. Oh. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Based on his family affiliations and their uh their link to the uh, certain uh, events January sixth. <laughs> oh yeah, I know the perfect promotion for this too. Control What's your that? narrative. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And senior official Drake Younger. Oh no, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, where are we? Oh. Shit. Let's bring Oliver John back. Oh, that guy chops like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, where are we? Oh, we talked about what we're doing next <laughs> we, week. Cole <laughs> won the draft. We were, we, we're, we're talking about right wing nuts. We're making gimmicks out of like yes. out of topical stuff. Before we get yes. canceled, Cole, I think we should go home. Yes, we fell into uncomfortable territory for Ronald there. So, <laughs> what, before we go today, thank you, Wade, for being here with us today. We always love having you on the show. Uh, you want to go ahead and plug all your stuff before we say goodbye for the day? Before you watch Forbidden Door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before I watch, uh, no, I thank you guys so much for having me on uh, the show. I always have a lot of fun when I come on here. Uh, you guys put on one of the best podcasts out there t today. Uh, a creative team, amazing. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, I really don't have much to plug uh, except for, I get two things. Um, next month, uh, Sunday, July 9th from three p.m. to nine p.m. Pacific time. 
I'm going to be doing a fundraiser stream on Twitch for the Starlight Children's Foundation. Uh, we're gonna we got a goal of trying to raise five hundred dollars for them. So if anybody wants to check that out, um, the Twitch channel is Twitch.tv/ringscoops. Uh, Twitch.tv/ringscoops. And then uh, for those that are out here in the SoCal area, um, most notably like Hemet, San Jacinto, Walmart, all that kind of stuff. Saturday, July 15th here in Hemet, California, we're going to be having a an event from the West Coast Wrestling Company. Um, you guys can check that out. Google the the name and Eventbrite. You'll, the, the ticket page will come up. Use promo code RINGSCOOPS and get a discount on tickets as well. So you guys can get a little special deal on that. So there you go. West Coast Wrestling Company, July 15th. Yeah, go check out West Coast Wrestling Company. Adam Ginsberg does a fantastic job and he puts out a product that, you know, you could that, you know, someone can be proud of in the independent level. And it's very hard to put together a good show in California. And there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of shady people putting together shows in California. But he's one of the good (laughs) ones. And I really wish him well and uh, best of luck at the show. Yep. Uh, this last event that we we uh, did, um, first time in 12 years, I got to do commentary with King of the Streets, Mondo Vega, and that was a very interesting night. Oh, I bet he hated everything. He did. <laughs> Except for Judiz. He loved Judiz and Big Rubes. I, we got to get Mondo on the show once. You know, we tried once upon a time, and, and we just couldn't hook up. I mean, Mondo would be a great guest, especially if we want to talk about something that we know is going to piss him off. I think it'd be fantastic. Just pick a subject. That's true. Oh, don't get me started. I just asked you oh. what time it was. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Join us next week for another top 10, top 10 Patriots. And uh, for Ron Kilborn and our guest, Wade Needham, I am Cole Dawson saying thank you. We love you. And good night. More. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.